Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 143. Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John Dumas. Fire Nation, you love great audio content, and because of this, Audible is offering Entrepreneur on Fire listeners a free audiobook and 30-day membership. I recommend The Icarus Deception by Seth Godin. He narrates the entire book himself, and it is incredible. Jump on this limited-time offer at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. Okay, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Mark Schaefer. Mark, are you prepared to ignite? Absolutely. (laughs) All right. Most people identify Mark as an educator at Rutgers University, the author of two best-selling marketing books, The Tao of Twitter and Return on Influence, and a blogger at businessgrow.com. Given Fire Nation a little overview, Mark, but why don't you take a minute, tell us a little bit about yourself. We want to get to know you, and then tell us about what you have going on. Well, thanks so much uh, for having me and for the kind uh, introduction. And, uh, you know, my career, I've been in business for about uh, 30 years, uh, but I've only been an entrepreneur for the last four. Although I've mentored young people, mentored startups uh, for many, many years, I I finally just took the leap uh, uh, on my own about four years ago. And a big part of my business is consulting. As you said, I'm also a a teacher, a writer, a blogger, and a a speaker. Uh, And uh, I'm best known for my work in the social media field, but I consider myself a marketing strategist. That is great stuff, Mark. And before we dive any further, we had a great little chat in the pre-interview. And I did mention that you are an educator at Rutgers and told you that I myself was a Providence College graduate from back in the day. And you did nicely share that you used to be a fan of PC back in the glory days. I'm not sure if I'm getting you in trouble now with any Rutgers colleagues that might be listening oh, to Oh, no. Everybody, <laughs> everybody loved Providence basketball back then. Oh, well, we're about to go through a resurgence. We just got a great new coach, so I can't wait. But on to other things, Mark. We always start Entrepreneur on Fire off with a success quote. It's kind of our way of getting the motivational ball rolling and just getting our listeners here pumped up for this great content that you're going to be sharing with us. So what do you have for us for a mantra, for a success quote that you can share with Fire Nation? You cannot be too wedded to your past accomplishments. And I, because I think you always need to be moving forward and you have to have the courage to keep going, to keep moving, to keep pushing. And, and you can't settle and say, oh, my gosh, look at what I've done. Uh, that works for a short period of time. But and, and you have to be willing to adjust, adopt, adapt, uh, change and not be so set with what you've done, with what you've accomplished Uh, and miss the new opportunities ahead of you. I think that's a great message for all entrepreneurs. And it's obvious that you apply this to your life. I mean, 
you're not the the youngest kid on the block anymore. Oh, well, thanks for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> but you've written a book called The Tao of Twitter. And, you know, a lot of people associate Twitter with teenage girls with their cell phones typing away and obviously <laughs> some professional athletes or actors and stuff. And here you are, an educator who is the Tao of Twitter. And so it's just great to see that you do practice what you preach and you believe in that mantra. So take us down to the ground level, Mark, because this is about you. This is about your journey. How have you actually recently applied that to your everyday life? John, I think that book is is a beautiful example of that, where uh, originally, and, and by the way, that is the best-selling book on Twitter in the world. But the story behind it is, is very interesting because um, – I had the idea to write this book and it came out of really the classes of some of the classes that I was teaching where I learned that, you know, Twitter is just so confusing to people. It's, it's like a different language. It's a different culture. Facebook is easy. LinkedIn is easy. YouTube is easy. But a lot of people were disheartened by the complexity of Twitter. And the number one question I got was, can you help me learn about Twitter? And you just can't do that over a phone call or a cup of coffee. So I decided to write this book. But none of the publishers, the big publishers at that time, were interested in a small book about Twitter because they wanted a 240-page book to get their price point. So I decided to try something new. I decided to not wait for permission, not wait for a, approval or a contract. And I self-published the book through a division of Amazon called CreateSpace. Very good company to work with, by the way. And this book just took off. It went viral with no marketing behind it, no advertising behind it. Just people read the book. They loved the book. They tweeted about it, blogged about it. They recommended it to others, and it just took off. And since then, uh, then I wrote Return on Influence, which was published by a major publisher. And then my publisher, McGraw-Hill, saw the success of this small book and said, well, maybe he was right. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> there is a, maybe there is a market for a, for a book like that. And uh, so then they bought the rights and then they relaunched it uh, uh, worldwide uh, just in, in July. But, you know, I'm not – so I've, I've published uh, through uh, self-publishing. I've, I've, I've published through a traditional publisher, Return on Influence, and I've got a new book coming out in a few weeks, actually, called Born to Blog. So it's going to be like a Twitter-like book. The, 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 I think the reason people love the Twitter book is because it's fun, it's practical, it's human. You know, it's not techie geeky. It, it, it tells you how to approach Twitter success in a very human way. So in my new book, Born a Blog, my co-author and I, co-author is Stanford Smith, we, we try to reproduce that same tone in the Born to Blog book. But now I'm thinking about the future and I'm, you know, I'm not necessarily settled on these formats. I'm looking at other publishing formats. I'm looking at other ways to reach my audience. I'm looking for other ways to monetize my content, even though the simple thing would be continue to publish books through McGraw-Hill. That is certainly the safe option, but I'm, I'm exploring other ideas, uh, you know, other ways that I could potentially uh, 
uh, differentiate myself, differentiate my content. Well, those are some great insights, Mark, and I'm really looking forward to delving even more into your latest book a little further in the interview. But before we do, we're going to move into our next topic, which is failure, which are challenges and obstacles that as entrepreneurs, we face over and over again in our journey. So take us back to a time in your journey, Mark, when you failed or when you just came up against this obstacle that you really had to dig deep and overcome and then share with Fire Nation how you did overcome that obstacle and the lessons learned. My biggest obstacle, I think, my biggest failure was uh, when I was um, uh, starting out as an entrepreneur, I had worked in business uh Fortune 500 companies for many, many years. And so my preferred mode of operation was to plan. Uh, heck, years ago, if you can believe this, in, in big companies, we'd have a five-year plan. Wow. That, seems impo- that seems impossible today. It does seem impossible. <laughs> it, it seems almost impossible to have a five-month plan. And uh, so I came from a very traditional marketing background. I came from a, a, from a blue chip company. And then I started going into this entrepreneurial world. And, you know, it was difficult at first to, to, to basically shed a lot of what I've learned and what I was conditioned to do uh, in a big company and adapt and adopt and, uh, and, and, and be speedy. And be flexible. So an example of that, I, I when I first started out, I identified some really interesting market niches, I thought. And um, so like a traditional marketer, I had my traditional marketing message to my traditional target market. And uh, what I found out with, uh, what I found out about that on the social web is it just, it just doesn't work. Nothing was really happening. And what I came to realize is today, uh, more and more as an entrepreneur, you are the brand. People are betting on you. Uh, I've, I've had an opportunity to get immersed in the VC community and, and, and learn uh, a lot about that whole culture and that whole new layer of business in our economy today. It's fascinating. And what I hear over and over again from the venture capitalists is we bet on the people almost sometimes more than the idea. We look at the person and we say, is this someone who is, is passionate enough, who is devoted enough to make this happen? And so when I started to kind of relax and be myself and follow my passion and my idea instead of my plan, then that's when things really started to happen. Instead of me finding my target market, my target market found me. My passion, my voice, my ideas found the right audience, and that's when things really started to happen. I love that insight. And as an entrepreneur, I'm a huge fan of Shark Tank. And we've actually been lucky enough to have Barbara Corcoran on the show. And she was very generous with her time. And we had a great discussion about Shark Tank and about how she invests in entrepreneurs in general. And then through other updates that just the show has itself, it's so interesting to see how every single one of the investment people on Shark Tank say, I know within five minutes if I'm going to invest in this person or not. 
not yeah. because of the product, not because yeah. of it's because of the person. I know if I want to invest in them, not in their idea, so to speak. Yeah. Isn't that something? Yeah. Well, that uh, that's basically the same message I hear uh, over and over again. And I do a lot of uh, mentoring of uh, entrepreneurs. There's actually a very vibrant startup and entrepreneurial community in the town where I live, Knoxville, Tennessee, because we have a large university and we also have a national laboratory there, the Oak Ridge National Laboratory. So there's lots of technology spinning out of this, lots of new uh, companies spinning out of uh, this hotbed between this large national university and the national uh, laboratory. And it's the same thing. I mean, if you see someone in there who's just trying to uh, have some get rich quick idea, uh, you just think, nah, it isn't going to work. But if you find someone who is just absolutely on fire, just, you know, like you say, ready to ignite, <laughs> ready, ready, ready to ignite their idea, their passion, their business and uh, really go for it. I mean, they stand out and that just brings a smile on my face, a joy to my heart thinking, all right, this is the kind of person I want to work with. You can't fake passion. You can't fake just this genuine desire to succeed and to propel your product, your idea, your vision, yourself forward. And those are just great insights, Mark. And it's a perfect segue into our next topic, which is the other end of the spectrum from challenges, from failure. And that's the aha moment. That's when, as entrepreneurs, that little light bulb goes on. And sometimes they're just small little aha moments we have intraday. But every now and then we do have that large light bulb that just comes on, the clouds part, the sun shines through, and we just say, wow, this is going to resonate so well with my authentic self, with my potential target audience. Have you had one of those moments, Mark? And if so, how'd you turn that moment into success? I did have an aha moment. And um, when I was uh, starting my uh, business, I actually really started to blog almost on a whim. Uh, I knew that I, if I was going to consult in marketing today, social media is a big part of that. And I needed to immerse myself in this. If I was going to consult, if I was going to teach, you, you can't teach people how to blog unless you blog. You can't teach people how to be successful on Facebook or Twitter unless you have a presence there. So I needed to do this. And about uh, nine months after I started the blog, I kind of had this realization that the blog wasn't really a, a nice to do or a nice to have, that it was really becoming uh, central to my business, that, that I did have a voice. And um, I think the thing that differentiated me was I did have all these many years of business experience and compared to a lot of the popular bloggers, marketing bloggers out there at the time anyway, many of them have never, have never even really worked for a company before. Uh, maybe they uh, were there first. Maybe they worked for an agency. But I really did have a unique voice. I had a unique skill set. I've run marketing efforts before. I've had to, you know, work with marketing budgets. I had to hire people, fire people, uh, deal with corporate politics. And so I could apply a very, very practical view 
to the de new developments in social media. And that's what really made my blog stand out. And it took me about nine months to really find my voice and figure out, hey, I'm on to something here. Uh, this, there is something unique that I can bring and people appreciate this. And this is something that I can really build uh, a business on. I think the other realization is, and this kind of goes with my earlier point about the speed and billing, being willing to adapt and adopt. When you're a small business, the nature, the tone of your business changes every couple months. Yeah. Your, your, your business could change drastically by a new customer you take on, it, by a new employee with special talents that you take on. It could change the whole nature of your company. And so you, you've got to shed this idea of a long-term plan and be willing to just go with it, to just say, look, let's, let's adapt and adopt to the market needs, to the opportunities that present themselves. You never really know sometimes until you get out there and do it. Great insights, Mark. Have you had an I've made it moment? This is funny, John. I, 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 I get one of those moments about every week these days. A lucky I'm, man. I am completely stunned uh, by the feedback that I get. But I have to say, I had a really cool uh, moment this week when I, uh, I had a package delivered to my house. And it was a copy of my book, Return on Influence, that had been translated into Chinese for the Chinese market. And I just thought, oh my gosh, you know, when I, when I think about where I came from and, you know, my, my, my humble beginnings and uh, struggling through all the things I've been through, uh, you know, in, in, in my life to think, oh my gosh, I've written this book that's being translated with a, you know, to this country that has a billion people in it. Uh, to be able to, to do that is, is really, really cool. And I'm humbled every day because I get feedback from people all over the world who say, I love your book. I love your blog. I love this webinar that you did or this podcast that you did. You know, this is so great. You've been so helpful to me. It's just like, wow. Uh, it, it's amazing to live in a time, John, when our, when our voice can be heard so broadly all over the web. Just the power you have through this podcast, for example. Five, ten years ago, you and I, you know, we, we, we wouldn't be able to tap in to the power of this amazing technology. And it's just, it's changed everything for me. It's, it's transformed uh, my business and my life. I could not agree with you more, Mark. I mean, I'm stunned every single day when I see my download stats and I see the Entrepreneur yeah. on Fire has been listened mm -hmm. to over 100,000 times every single month in over mm -hmm. 100 countries is really the mm -hmm. shocking part. Because like you said, people mm -hmm. can now just tap in and we have this broad array of ways to just reach so many people. It's absolutely incredible. And I love your answer to the question about the I've made it moment. I love asking this question in general because I always get different answers because everybody interprets it differently. And some people say, I'll never, never have an I've made a moment. That will denote the end of my journey. And other people say, John, I have an I've made a moment every single day. And it just sounds to me like it's so clear that you are enjoying these milestones. You're enjoying the journey. And that's what's so important about being an entrepreneur is that we're on this journey and there's really no end. It's just a continual growth and understanding. So I definitely commend you for that, Mark.
And I, th- I think that that is a key to being successful is to be humble, to, you know, to have some humility about the whole thing and, and say, look, you know, when people say thank you, I've learned something from you. Whenever you look at your statistics and you see these thousands and thousands of people who are listening to your podcast, I think there's power in being humble and never taking that for granted. And, and it, it goes back to the very first statement I said, John, about um, never sitting on your accomplishments. Just keep on pushing and and never never taking those accomplishments for granted. Those little I made it moments that happen every day when you get a thank you or you get a note in the mail or you hit a new milestone with your podcast or with my blog or something like that. You know, you need to enjoy it. You need to celebrate it, but you need to keep on pushing because the world is changing fast and we we can't sit on our accomplishments uh, and we, we just need to continually be humble and open to what the world's going to present to us. Wise, wise words, Mark. So let's move now into what you have going on right now. Can you take Fire Nation a little bit through Born to Blog? For many small businesses, let me, let me just back up a step and, and, and use this question as an opportunity to um, insert one of my own personal views about startups and entrepreneurs. This is a chronic problem I see everywhere. When I go to, I, I go to South by Southwest every year, my favorite part is meeting with entrepreneurs and startups and listening to their new ideas. Here is a chronic problem I see all the time is that entrepreneurs, um, they don't have a plan around marketing or they think, oh, marketing, that's something I can do myself. I don't need, you know, expert advice. And I see chronically that startups, uh, they minimize the need for a solid marketing plan. Marketing is all about finding, acquiring, nurturing new customers. doesn't matter how great your idea is. If you don't have customers, you ain't going to make it. So you've got to have a marketing plan, a robust marketing plan in the beginning of your strategy. So I'll just throw that two cents, the, 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 my two cents in. And that kind of leads to the Born to Blog book. Because for many businesses, especially if you're bootstrapping, a very effective part of a marketing plan can be a blog. A blog creates your voice, your voice of authority in the social web. A blog can be the content engine. If you want to be on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, a lot of the great content starts with your blog. I saw a statistic one time that I think 60 or 70% of all the tweets refer back to some you know, blog post, a link to a blog or something like that. Wow. Uh, certainly this can create a lot of a wonderful original feed, uh, content for a company's Facebook page. So if you are an entrepreneur, you know, as startup, and of course you, you are, if you're listening to this podcast and, and you are thinking about what do I do about my marketing strategy? You might consider blogging because it's, it's 
relatively easy to get into. It's relatively inexpensive to get into. And my, my book, Born a Blog, which is uh, uh, it's available for purchase now on Amazon, it'll ship in a couple weeks. Uh, it, it takes you step by step uh, how to get over your personal hurdles and obstacles and get going with this and start creating these wonderful benefits that blogging can provide. I just walked away from New Media Expo and Blog World out in Las Vegas. Oh, sure. I was fortunate enough to speak on the podcasting track about podcasting in general, and it really did keep alluding back to the headquarters, the home base, which is your domain, your blog, Mm -hmm. your headquarters, and that's where Entrepreneur on Fire is headquartered at, entrepreneuronfire.com, and I'm a big believer in that. Well, that's really the the strategy is if you develop rich content, and by rich, I would say blog, video, or podcast. And what you're trying to do is, is direct people back to your main site. That's where you connect with them. That's where you provide your value propositions and your calls to action to have them learn more about you, to engage with you in a bigger way. Uh, but you've got to provide that content as a way to, as a way to kind of earn uh, their eyeballs. To, to snare them and bring them back to your website. And to do that, you've got to create rich content. Video, podcasting, a little more complicated than blogging, uh, but blogging is certainly a great place to start uh, You know, podcasting. I mean, you've done such a remarkable job with your podcast, and obviously it's been very successful for you as well. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate that. And also, I love that quote, earn their eyeballs. That is so true. It really just sums up everything about the content you're creating. And we're just going to use that to segue into the last part of this podcast, which is my favorite, and that's the lightning round. And that's where I get to ask you a series of questions, Mark, and you come back at us, Fire Nation, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Does that sound like a plan? That sounds like a plan. I'm not sure how mind-blowing I am, but I'll (laughs) I'll give it a shot. (laughs) I guess it sounds like a challenge then. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I had a, a, a very long, successful career in the corporate world. Uh, I was at a place where I had kids going through college. I kind of needed that financial security before I made a leap. And once I got the kids you know, through college, I, I had some options and I decided to go for it. What is the best business advice you ever received? To be an effective leader, you don't need to have all the right answers. You have to have the right questions. Yes. And that came from uh, my professor and mentor, uh, Peter Drucker. I, I studied under him at Claremont Graduate University. Love it. Mark, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? A resource that I uh, really like is uh, Hootsuite. Hootsuite, uh, the professional version, it's like uh, six bucks a month. And it provides uh, an amazing uh, capability uh, for small businesses and entrepreneurs to monitor and manage their social media presence effectively for a little bit of money. It is incredible. That's how Entrepreneur on Fire runs our social media. I think it's a great program. So Mark, if you could recommend a book for Fire Nation, knowing we're going to be linking yours up in the show notes, what Mm -hmm. book would that be? My favorite book on, entre- uh, on entrepreneurship is 
a book that was written in, I believe it was the early 90s or maybe late 80s by Peter Drucker called Entrepreneurship and Innovation. He basically provides a complete framework for entrepreneurship and innovation. It is one of just the wisest books I've ever read. And I, I, I'm amazed that it's not more popular than it, than, than, it, than it was in its day. It still holds up very, very well. And that it would be my go-to book for, for, for innovation. Quick note, Fire Nation, you can get the audio version of this book for free by going to eofirebook.com, a gift from Audible for Entrepreneur on Fire listeners. That's eofirebook.com. So Mark, this is the last question. It's my favorite, but it's kind of tricky. So take your time, digest it, and come back at us with an answer. All right. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? To figure out your way in the world, you need to listen. That's the first step. You need to go out there. And when I started my first business, uh, I went out and, and, and found a very, very successful concept by listening to people and being wise enough and humble enough to recognize their wants and needs. Not necessarily what I wanted to sell. I mean, that's different. You have to be able to have the wisdom to discern what are the wants and needs, not what I want to sell. And that can only come by getting out there, talking to people, and listening. So that would be the first thing I would do. Powerful, Mark. That is great actionable advice. And you've given us actionable advice this entire interview, and we are all better for it. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, then tell us how we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. I guess for, for me, something that I really encourage a lot of people to look at is to, to have the courage to be original. At the end of the day, that is our only point of differentiation, is to dig deep, find our own stories, our own passions, our own hearts, and have the courage to show it. Not try to be somebody else, but to, but to add our voice and our capabilities to the story and to business. So have the courage to dig deep and uh, be yourself. Great. How can we connect with you? Well, I'd love people to uh, visit my blog at Businesses Grow. I had to call it Businesses Grow because nobody could spell Schaefer. Spelled so many different ways. <laughs> so businessesgrow.com. I've got daily advice on marketing and social media there. It's all completely free. There are also lots of uh, tons of other resources on my website that are all completely free. Um, and uh, connect with me at uh, Twitter, Mark W. Schaefer. It's S-C-H-A-E-F-E-R. And uh, hopefully, you know, if you're in the New York, New Jersey area, take, take one of my classes uh, at Rutgers University. I'd love to see you. Oh, that'd be great. So listen, Mark, this will all be linked up in the show notes, your book, your website, entrepreneuronfire.com slash Mark Schaefer. Thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise, your experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, John. Fire Nation, what great idea do you have brewing inside you? Enough brewing. Take powerful action today. Go grab your domain and get your website up. I've created a simple seven-minute tutorial that will walk you through acquiring your domain for free all the way to your first post. 
go to eofirewebsite.com to access this great tutorial, your free domain, and much more. That's eofirewebsite.com. Thank you for joining us at entrepreneuronfire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.